0: Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join HisCall as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure
1: related to business leaders.
0: Here we go. What a day, what a day. This is Chuck back for another episode of the HisCall Technology Podcast. We're going to be talking today about something that sometimes gets overlooked through the years. When a business relocates or expands into a new building, there must be a conversation about how we're going to connect systems and users. What types of cabling and how much cabling do we need to support everything that needs to communicate? Once the decision is made, the cabling plant is installed and often forgotten until something doesn't work or needs to be moved on today's episode we're going to be highlighting the infrastructure cabling of the technology systems that we often talk about and we're going to look specifically at uh bixie our guest today is lucas luffman director of operations at his call and joseph hines operations manager out of our dixon office guys welcome to the podcast today thank you for having us chuck
1: chuck good to be with here
0: i'm glad to have you lucas tell us a little bit about your background at his call how long you've been here and
2: yeah um i've been here for 19 years started out as doing phone installs cable installs just anything that we had to do to uh, to get the job done later on in my career i decided to go more of the infrastructure path i become a level two installer and then work my way up to a technician and 19 years later I'm the director of operations and overseeing everything here at his call that has to do with operations warehouse dispatch anything after the sale that's what joe and i are responsible for
0: you and joseph have been working together for quite a while joseph how long you've been at his call
1: i've been at his call for 15 years now i've been in the industry since 1999 started with a different company in middle tennessee Moved on from there and came onto his call 15 years ago and been here ever since. From the time you started, Joseph, y- y'all worked pretty closely day to day, didn't you? Correct, yep. Uh, there wasn't many techs when I started on. I think we had maybe five technicians, so we were kind of spread thin, so we all got to work together quite a bit.
0: And with you guys working together, the infrastructure department grew and there was other people involved, of course, but it's grown into a, a big part of our business today.
2: Yeah, and when Joe started, and of course I started, we were doing you know, very small jobs. We would just mainly do copper, a little bit of fiber, and now it's grown from everything from access control to CCTV, audio-visual, nurse call, outside plant. We've really grown a lot. When we talk about
0: infrastructure here at his call, we aren't talking about more than cabling, but we're talking about, you said, access control, nurse call cctv
2: audio visual audio
0: visual overhead paging overhead paging yeah there's a um we're in the middle of a big project today in a large hospital here in middle tennessee where tell a little bit about that project and what what the customer was wanting us to do what the business we won there
1: uh this is a newer style of paging system it's an ip-based system between the equipment itself Coming out of the amplifiers, it is still a seventy volt central centralized paging system. So it goes out over uh, eighteen gauge wire to speakers and distributed in that kind of manner.
2: There's over fifteen hundred speakers on this install. It's a good good size, multiple uh, buildings throughout this campus. And this, they already had this hospital
0: already had an existing paging system. Correct. Are we are we expanding the existing one? Or are we replacing it? We rip and there?
2: replace. We're we pulled everything, all the the new cables Joe was mentioning, put all the new amps in. It'll be you know going over their network now.
0: I Opened up talking about cabling going in and and not being thought about some of the cabling that goes to the speakers and probably been there for long long time.
1: Yep, definitely.
0: How many guys do we have? in the infrastructure group
1: currently we have i believe six and half of them have certifications for installing infrastructure two of them will be going through certifications here directly
0: that's exciting we're going to get to that i want to talk some more about that before we do lucas you mentioned something i want to come back to as far as infrastructure you mentioned outside plant Describe when you say outside plant what you're talking about there.
2: Uh, Any type of fiber optics, copper, anything connecting buildings through outside plant, whether it's aerial, uh, underground, whatever the means you going outside.
1: Point to point over there using radios.
2: Yeah, I wanted to let's let's
0: talk about that. Tell tell about that solution there and how it comes into play. It's. It's really solved some problems for some customers over the years. Point to point
1: wireless. It is two radios that talk to each other uh, across the air. Just say you have a building in a downtown area where you can't run aerial, you don't have enough room to run underground. So you connect a radio onto each building, you have to aim them to each other, and they talk back and forth across radio waves.
2: And there's multiple point-to-points if you will you have light point and other brands some are over radio and then some are actually like a laser
0: what's the distance limitations on some of those
1: when I've had to talk to tech support the first thing they say is can you see the other radio with your naked eye so they can go out of sight that's impressive
2: and the technology has even has grown so much even if the radios can't see each other, it still works it's pretty impressive the way how far we've come
0: it's it's exciting to see how the infrastructure department's growing and everything that that they're doing um, I wanted to talk specifically about something that we're heavily involved in and that's bixie Tell me a little bit about um, well what is bixie first let's talk about that
1: bixie is an accreditation company that, Writes literature, creates exams, holds conferences, and different types of training uh, for the ICT world. They produce those for people to go out and get technical knowledge in the field.
2: They set a standard for our industry
0: and so the goal of Bixi is to make sure that the technicians that are out installing these solutions are following certain standards and
1: standards, codes and best practices. Bixi helps with different standards and codes and best practices but there are other organizations that actually create standards and codes. Uh, So a code is something that is uh, life critical. It has to be done. It's law. A standard is something that makes sure that the part you're putting in operates as it's supposed to. And best practices is kind of the combination of both of those on how to do it as best as possible in the real world.
2: And Bixie works with codes because obviously they have the last say, if you will. Mm -hmm. If you do Bixie standards, if you comply with their standards... There should be no reason you'll ever fail a fire inspection or whatever the local codes are having you do. They've done a lot of good things. You know, failing in more, it still happens because people, either they don't know about Bixie or they don't practice uh, what Bixie teaches. But the codes obviously, you know, has a last say.
1: And one of the big things with Bixie also is interoperability. So if I install in Tennessee a category six cable with jacks for a network connection for a computer then I should be able to move to California in the same setup work in the same manner and it's actually international they work with international standards also so it's really a global type deal
2: yeah Bixie has memberships in over a hundred countries that's pretty impressive
1: I, I did not know that And the purpose for also the interoperability was back in the days of divestiture when companies like AT&T tried to put their proprietary equipment out there that only AT&T could sell and work on. They were trying to break all that up so there would be more competition in the uh, communication industries.
0: And so as a proponent of these standards and, and developing those things, they provide different levels of certification. Correct. And they provide the testing?
1: they work with other entities to come up with testing standards okay so that is made by another entity a TIA is what we use in America a TIA for our standards in the NEC for our codes
0: okay what levels of certification does Bixie recognize or award I suppose
1: the installation ones are level one which is an entry level you don't have to have any uh, prior knowledge you could come directly off the street out of high school and enter into this level we'll teach you the fundamentals level two copper is the next step up from that i believe you have to have two years of experience for that before you can ever even get into level two copper Uh, And then after that, you can move into level two fiber. So they split up level two, so level two copper is obviously just copper, level two fiber is just fiber, and that leads you into the final, which is technician. So technician is the highest level installer. These classes, these four classes are set up in a step manner, so Bixie does expect for you to go, a lot like in college courses, to go to level one through level two copper, then fiber, to make it to technician because when you make it to technician you're tested over all the levels.
0: There are some others. I mean, I know you you've got some certifications beyond that.
1: Yes, there's design certifications, uh, project management certifications uh, that you can get through Bixie, but we offer the ability to train on the installer levels.
0: Uh, you say we his call is a certified Bixie training facility,
1: an authorized, train authorized training facility. Authorized training facility, okay. I have the ability to set up a class at my will. I'm a certified trainer, so I can work with C to set up a class whenever I have the people to do it. Uh, all of them are week-long classes with at the end you have a hands-on exam and a written exam.
0: You will have several classes a year generally, I know.
1: It. At the very minimum, I'll have two because I have to have two a year. Okay. But I've had up to, I believe, six a year.
0: Well, okay, I was thinking it seemed like recently you've had you've had quite a few going on
1: yeah I wouldn't mind to do one a month really
0: I'd like to see you doing one a month be be kinda neat how did we become involved with
1: Bixie that was from a gentleman that I used to work with uh, Don Atwood senior so when he hired on at his call I believe right before I did we moved into our new building and he talked the owner into building a authorized training facility so at that time, he was a certified trainer, and that's where his call in Bixie kind of started their relationship. So that
0: was about 15 years ago or so. Yeah.
2: It? I think it was. We've been a member since uh, 2004.
0: 2004. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I'm choosing someone to do cabling work for me, build out my infrastructure, my outside plant we talked about, it would be important to choose someone who was Bixie certified. I mean, anybody can show up with a box of cable and a ladder on their truck and say they can do the job, but how do we
1: know, right? And with Bixie, uh, some of the things going back to the code standards and best practices, that's what really gets instilled into technicians uh, so that they are correctly installing it per code and per standard that it's going to work as it's supposed to.
0: What are some of the most common mistakes or Errors that you'll see out in the field that someone who's not familiar with Bixie would do, you know.
2: Yeah some some of the things that I see is fire stopping. That's super super important, especially in healthcare facilities. Not fire stopping properly is it can be you know dangerous and you know we see everything from cables being tie wrapped to a ceiling grid Bixie as well as codes. Uh, requires all low voltage to have its own cable support and to be supported in a way that if it did catch fire, the support doesn't fault and then cables droop down. In other states, it hasn't been here in Tennessee yet, but in other states, it's it's a code that even like paging speakers and other things are to be tied up so firemen don't get tangled up in in any loose cables and, and get hurt. You know, we see a lot of uh, fill ratio issues where people just stuff the conduits full of full of cable, and it's, it's You know, you're supposed to only do a forty percent fill. When we have to add other conduit, there's a reason behind it. It's not just to sell more sleeves or or anything or things like that. It it has a, a purpose for it.
1: We just recently seen where somebody had ran an outdoor fiber across a field and instead of boring under a driveway, they cut a slot in the top of the driveway and laid the fiber in it. So we were out there trying to get this fiber fixed and finally used an OTDR to run a trace over it and found it broke right where it was crossing there where either a rock or the tire had rolled off the side of the driveway and broke the fiber.
2: Another issue we see, and, and it hurts us when we bid jobs, as we bid, you know, things to do 90 degrees and, and stay in corridors and things. So uh, after the business is up and running, you're not interrupting people in offices, etc. And, you know, it's just straight shot it. Or, or the saying as a crow flies. A lot of other trades will run it as a crow flies. And, yeah, you save a little bit. But then, you know, you look in the ceiling, it looks like a big spider web.
0: What are you talking about with the corridors and 90 angles and that kind of thing?
2: Well, when we design a job, you know, we want to make sure that wherever our pathway is, is accessible in the future. And we we have to disturb people, I guess, as least as we have to when we're adding cables or running new cables in other parts of the building. Some want to run it down the closest maybe on a new install it it's as close as as you can and less cable but adding it you're disturbing you know multiple people Mm -hmm. um and the best thing you know is to stay in an open area where you're not disturbing people you're making nice 90 degrees
1: one of the sections in bixie is uh, pathways and spaces that's a big section between all the uh, different levels And that deals with what Lucas is talking about, how to properly lay out a pathway. Uh, So a pathway could be a J-hook style hook that holds your cable up. It could be conduit. It could be ladder rack, cable tray. And then your spaces, which will be your equipment rooms, your telecommunication rooms, your entrance facilities, and things of that nature.
0: Lucas mentioned a fill ratio of 40%. Is there also some recommendation for J-hooks?
1: Yes, the fill ratios where they come in, there's two parts of it. So if you're going through a fire rated wall, you want your fill ratio to be where you have enough material in there to seal that hole if there was a fire and the cables burned away. The other thing is if you have too many cables in a conduit or confined space, they'll actually pinch across each other and you'll start getting alien crosstalk. So you'll get cables talking across other cables, which cause packet loss, which cause computer issues and data transfer issues. That's part of the J-hooks that if you start filling them too tight and too full that you run into that issue that you get so much copper on top of itself that the ones at the bottom are getting smushed.
2: Yeah. So all the cable support has a fill ratio. I got you for that reason.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. If if I'm a company and I've gotten, I've received some bids, and I start comparing my bids, and I've got one that's three, four times higher than than the others, I might want to investigate. You know, rather than just assuming they're charging way too much might investigate, well why are they why are they so much? It may be because they've got additional cable to follow and, and and supports and pathways to build out where the other company might be planning straight shots and using less cable and maybe they don't have fire stop included in theirs and that kind of thing. That would all add to cost, I
1: suppose, right?
2: Absolutely. We see it every day.
1: And one thing that would be easy for a customer to do is to put in their bid that they are requiring a certain number of Bixie registered technicians to be on the crew. Uh, that's what a lot of companies do. They go ahead and try to get everybody at the same playing field.
0: Sure, yeah, that makes sense. I, I know we've seen a lot of people through Bixie uh, training. I've not been through one yet, Joseph, though, but just put that on your I would say calendar.
1: a good 80% of who we have either is or is directly will be taking a level of bixie
2: mm-hmm yeah we send every every technician and in the future we're sending all our engineers through it as well because it helps in the it helps us not having to send on the system side for instance we're not having to send multiple texts to troubleshoot cable so right um, it, it you know it teaches troubleshooting skills and other things so going forward, we, we will be sending everyone through one level or another. Exciting. Well, guys,
0: we're reaching the end of our time here today. Any final thoughts or words that you want to add, something I didn't ask?
1: His call is a authorized training facility, and I am a certified trainer. So right now we're the only ones in Tennessee, and we do train customers. We do train competition uh, if you will, and we train all of our internal staff as needed. So if you go to Bixie's website, you can look up ATFs and find his call and reach us that way, or go to our website, uh, hiscall.com to look up Bixie for Bixie classes.
0: Very good. Thank you for that, Joseph.
2: And the good thing about Bixie is they just don't, you know, teach you the, the standards or the proper way to do things. But it's also, you know, they have a uh, standard of ethics, and that's, you know, how a technician should conduct business and, and handle himself on jobs. So Bixie really focuses on, it's, it's a whole, I mean, the whole technician from ground up, from troubleshooting to installs to how you carry yourself, they really focus on that and do a good job.
1: Then once you come out of the field, you can – go on towards design and project management. So your education doesn't doesn't have to end there. There's a lot of opportunities and I believe it to be equivalent to certain college degrees once you go through it. And I believe it's a very good thing.
2: And once you become Joe correct me if I'm I'm wrong, level one does not uh, you cannot be um, it doesn't renew. Renewed. You do
1: have to. That's a good point. So level one does not renew but once you get to level two and hopefully to your technician they do renew Uh, there is a fee to renew and there are credits you have to get through that time period to show you're continuing your education so you have to submit that to be able to renew your uh, certification
2: and the good thing with bixie also is they they represent not only your copper installations and your fiber installations but audio visual cctv access control they're really incorporating everything in our low voltage industry it's really helping a lot to keep everybody on the same playing field you keep the the standards up they're they're doing a great job
0: i hope this information has been helpful to you and uh, you'll look for bixie certifications when you need um, cabling work done you'll ask for that and and expect to see it Lucas, Joseph, thanks for being here today.
2: Hey, thank you for having us. It's been fun.
1: Thank you, Chuck.
0: I want to thank everybody uh, that's listening. I appreciate you taking the time to spend it here with us, and it would mean a lot to me if you would uh, give us a rating, uh, write us a positive review out on your uh, favorite podcast app. It helps other people find the podcast. I'll leave you with these encouraging words. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the HisCall Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about HisCall solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.